Welcome back. Uh, this is Naziati Muhammad Yaakob, and I have here uh, Noor Mahnoon uh, Muhammad again uh, at the second part of the interview with Anom on um, the topic of architects or artists, where we left earlier uh, in part one, there was the journey from Klantan to Braunschweig. We can call it that way, um, uh, with you finding yourself and wanting to be the artist. And then now you're an artist, a very, you know, superb artist, in my opinion. But uh, you taught um, students of architecture uh, on visual communication, on art criticism. You thought uh, that was in the in the art school, but in particular, the foundation course of a University of Malaya's uh, first degree course on architecture. You taught them. And... Um, there are quite a few people who got inspired by you. Do you know that? That eventually they decided not to do architecture or continue with Oops. architecture. <laughs> but, you know, after I heard about Braunschweig and, and, and the Hochschule and um, the Fine Arts College. Um, Hochschule for Building Hochschule. Braunschweig. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, I, I, I know French. Hochschule für Bildende Künste in Braunschweig. <laughs> okay, so that's the correct name. So, um, yeah, it reflected on me what you had gone through. It's like something that was uh, Bauhaus inspired, that Bauhaus also had produced architects. So is it prerequisite that architects do ceramics? Is it prerequisite that architects deal with metal works and all the things that in in the, 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 the original Bauhaus curriculum of the mm -hmm. foundation, or the, I think so. the walkers, something like that. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, in general, maybe that is for, uh, I like to go and like uh, give that perspective, uh, or maybe the, the, is that a point of view where, you, where one could look at architecture education? Please do comment on that and, and anything else that mm -hmm. we should talk about architecture education and architects, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm like uh, very much, uh, what you call it, in touch with Hijaz and Angela. And Hijaz also mentioned to me about this art and architecture when he started UITM um, Architecture School, that he would have wished the art school is just nearby. So I think looking at the spirit of the Bauhaus also, but I think they started like that, but later it got split up, right? Mm. And because he thinks they inspire each other, or they should, or like there'll be a crossover with the art and architecture uh, side by side, like faculty-wise. Mm. But yeah, I think, I think it's very, very important. That's why when I was teaching pre-foundation, um, it was important first for the students to learn how to draw because I think drawing is like the absolute must-have skill if you want to be in any of this creative industry, architecture, art, design, or whatever, drawing. Because drawing, it kind of like, it, you use your, your, your body physically, uh, there's the psychomotor part, there's, um, it's like thinking, how to think with a pencil in your hand you know, how to put your thoughts on paper, which people take for granted. But you notice it when 
I, 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 not, I mean, I know when you teach your, 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 your architecture student, they will start talking all these ideas. But for me, it's better just, you know, draw it on the paper. Like all those verbal notes they have, how do you translate that on paper? And that could be taught. It's a skill. And it's not, it's not, you don't have to have a talent. You can, uh, you can actually teach your student how to think on paper. Um, so for the pre-foundation course, mostly the first two, three classes would be about drawing, uh, psychomotor. Um, and then the fourth, fifth week, I would have what I would call emo week. Um, and that's a favorite among the students, I think, where they kind of be aware of their five senses. So the projects are mostly involved either it's a dance because you kind of relate to the space or the room they're in. So we did some exercise like, you know, as a group or as individual. And then uh, during emo week, I think the first day we'd like ask the student to sing uh, because by singing in public, it's sort of like similar to reciting poetry. I think it's different if you just read poetry, then you actually recite it. Because you have this experience, like bodily experience, basically, yeah? when you're singing and all that. And so that's why it's called emo week. Because when they sing, they kind of have to, they, they kind of realize how the text, um, how would you sing it? Like if it's a sad song, then you would sing it sadly, right? So all of that, uh, it's not play acting, but it's more like try to menjiwai something that was what I was trying to teach them yeah I would agree so the first part the drawing and then the second part menjiwai thing and then I I think I told Bain that I would have wished that we have like a big kitchen because I wanted to teach them or one of the projects would be or the, the task would be to cook something because that involves all the senses and also, I think very, very important because it's about taste. And taste is your opinion or your take on something, good taste, bad taste. That's where your decision-making comes in, which is very important in all that you do, right? Decision-making in when to stop the project, when to start, how to start, and things like that. And it's all boils down all. to your taste. We miss you. Hmm? Ben, you know, I mean, uh, Tebing used to say that uh, a client pays for your bad taste or your good taste, you know, so that you, uh, <laughs> this, uh, both of you will be miss you in New Simlaya and uh, the foundation course. So there's no more there because I, I deal directly with the second year students uh, and, yeah. and all this could have been easily understood better when I introduced phenomenology, you know. Uh, the, the, the yeah. Drawing, yeah. yeah. Well, I think mine was like uh, not even 101, it's like 100 or 99, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, because they, I think they needed that bridge coming from high school. Yes, yes. To uh, suddenly thrown into the studio environment, which is like a culture shock to them, I think. So just, just by going out and sketching outdoor is already for them. Uh, an experience you know I took them to waterfall because we had a project like uh, maybe we want to have like a collapsible 
a pod for Latif Muhyiddin, who paints nature, or Amazaki Anwar. So basically, they do research. Either they go to Central Market, because like a town environment, or we go to, at that time, we went to Kermansa Waterfall. And just, you know, tracking there, doing the drawing in the waterfall, I mean, in the stream itself. I mean, I think for me, I mean, when I think whenever I'm with the kids doing all these drawings at that location, I, I look around, I see them all like very diligently drawing the trees or the water. And I felt like, oh, this is where I want to be. This is the place that where I want to be. Yeah, this so want them to be. Now uh, with COVID nineteen and uh, online teaching, you can see how exactly. Yeah. Are. yeah, I could see the them being very stressful, and then we mm-hmm. we expect we still have the same expectations that we have from with face to face, and um, uh, never underestimate taking them on field trips or just taking them outside, and that's what you did in the foundation course. Now, um, in the second part of this second part is yes. just give some commentary about um, what, what is missing in architecture or the urban environment, our urban design, or, you know, just, just you know, the, the way that, that, that architects approach um, architecture. Mm-hmm. What is the problem? Is it we're becoming too much like scientists, that we are not connected to our uh, natural, free-flowing, First, uh, manual drawing self, you know, that, that thing we have like separated. Mm. Is it to do with this, the psychology, psychological aspects of being an architect, you know, being thrown into business and, and the expectations of society, you know, society, what, what, that, that particular point where, where you probably had discussions with, with people maybe on, um, uh, what is missing in our uh, the profession that you call just now the, all the disciplines relating to design? Yeah, what is mm. missing? You can comment anything: product design, interior, whatever. Mm. Well, I mean, I I don't know uh, what you guys do, and I have no idea about uh, like what you're saying, what architects, science, and all that. But I I imagine that would be the the industry demands that from you, like the result, blah, blah, blah. You know, they want it cheap. They want it fast. Uh, they want as much, uh, what do you call it, a square meter that they could rent out so the walls are thinner and things like that. On the other hand, I think, um, like the question, what do you think is important for architectural students to do the artistic process at foundation level and first year oh, level you, is more, I, I think the experience part can I help you with that? Um, uh, there's another angle now, which is um, the responsibility of when you graduate from architecture school or the responsibility of the architecture education uh, to uh, or educationists to prepare the architect to, to you know, have this harmonious or balance between um, business and square meters and designing for the industry. Because the industry are not the designers, you know, the developer mm-hmm. or the client or anybody like you have client, they are not they, they are not responsible for your art or your architecture. So, yeah. um, well, I I think I don't know if I am somebody who is qualified to okay you, you uh, to give my opinion because 
my I mean being an artist I don't have to be responsible in anything basically you know if I do a painting if it rains or if there's a landslide whatever but uh, nothing matters because basically what I do is oh, super nice. basically it's superfluous you yeah. know and as an architect you need a bicycle shed you have to build a proper bicycle shed basically and then the artistic part comes later when you want to embellish it or you know you want, you, you want it to have a nice proportion you want it to be practical i always think the my favorite architecture would be something that's not showy um very restrained um it's not uh, what do you call it yeah i think i like very practical building let's put it that way a building that works to support you in what i you mean do. it yeah and it, it's simple but it's complicated you know <laughs> how complicated should the building be <laughs> no i mean the idea is simple but it's com- very complicated to get to that point okay? oh, okay. people make it people make it difficult i think okay right, right. Uh, i mean if you look at let's say Let's take an example. <laughs> Let's say our panggung budaya. It's unnecessarily complicated. Yeah, that's a good example. I know they want to be proud of the culture, so they try to bring there's the upper rabana, there's the wow, there's the no no no, the roof, the this and that, and then there's a column. But then suddenly when you look at the columns, like. It doesn't have to be there because I thought first it's a proper structural column, uh-huh. and then suddenly I saw like sockets, uh, electricity sockets. So they're just decorative columns, you know. And also the the material that they use is like it's not. Anyway, we could go on for an hour of me ranting about the. Yes. <laughs> You are the user, huh? you have the right to critique, you know, and there is a sense, when I get from you, a sense of uh, art and science in architecture. There's there's something that have to have, how, uh, you yes. know, it's, it's practical, yes. functional, it has to yes. look good, but, you know, don't be overcomplicated. I get it from you, and that is the responsibility of architects. They got, they learned about design, but they're not applying then they, they 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 overdone it. I mean, don't know where the inspiration is regarding yeah. the embellishing of it, right? So, yeah. so when you think because they want they want to win a trophy or something? A trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Who designed it's that? A... We won't go in that. <laughs> okay, let's not go into that. Okay, actually, uh, would you like to say something to architecture students? This is the what last advice. Okay. What advice would you like to give? So go on. Yeah. Uh, look, look and see would be my advice. Okay. Uh, read, read a lot and listen. Listen to everything. Nature, music, but good music only, okay? <laughs> music that I like is good music. <laughs> and that, that, leads me back to the word taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess maybe yeah. maybe try to um what do you call it? Not acquire um 
that's another word, uh, try to uh, cultivate, cultivate good taste. <laughs> yeah. Because I think good taste uh, of what you see and look, uh, like proportion and all, and I think you can learn a lot by looking at all the good buildings and then somehow osmosis wives or whatever you, you kind of like, you know, your brain start clicking, okay, what's good proportion or not, you know, when when I see a lot of like Japanese uh, architecture or pictures building and beautiful proportion also like I mean the the aesthetic value is pretty amazing you know and um, and then when suddenly you look at something not ugly but like a bit different a bit off you right away see that something is not right you know even like placing of a plate on a table or something. Behind that, there is the ability to critique, right? What is good and what yeah, is. yeah. But you, to to be able to critique, you need to have knowledge, right? And that you can gain from experience, from reading, from listening. Uh, yeah. That's find inspiration in nature. I think. Find inspiration in nature. There is this thing you're going into natural, uh, looking into. Uh, uh, to, uh, floral, but uh, uh, botanical drawing, yeah, yes, figure drawing. Um, as an artist, um, yes. what is that? It could uh, could the, do, do you think architects should also go and explore these natural forms? Yes, it's funny you mention it because uh, sometime in April I'll be doing a long distance drawing session with. Architecture School in New Orleans, Tulane. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to also do botanical drawing. And they're going to do section, uh, you know, when you cut the flower and all that and look at the detail of a flower because it's all about the construction of oh the God, petal so or the flower. Yeah. yeah so the, we, we see parallels with architecture and nature. Yeah. Because a, bio, a botanist or those study biology, they have to draw, so they have to have the ability to draw. Correct, correct. Yeah. So I'm coming from artistic and wannabe botanist or wannabe uh, science, science scientist. <laughs> but I'm not pretending to be a botanist or a scientist. Uh, but, you know, taking advantage of the ability uh, to be able to draw and um, what you call it, scrutinize a plant. So I'm getting a microscope too, because I want to go into the detail. My God. Yes, yes. This is so energizing. I can feel it. And uh, I'm Tulane, Tulane, wherever you are, you know, the architecture school, you guys are going to benefit. And um, it's in New Orleans. <laughs> oh, sorry, New Orleans. Okay. Yeah, it's Tulane University in New Orleans. Shout out to Irena Kyle. <laughs> Have you been there? Have you been to New Orleans? No, but I would like to. Um, my friend Irena was my neighbor in Berlin, my architecture neighbor in Berlin. So, very inspired by her too. She was like, I always look up to her when it comes to even music and things like that. And she was a damn good architect. You're coming to and another level now. So I congratulate you to, to you know, in this uh, avenue that, you, you, that you're making for yourself and, and where you are at. And, and uh, I'm so honored that you are here today in these two sessions 
and giving your thoughts. I don't know. I think this is my first podcast. Oh, no. We might sound silly. We're giggling a lot, Naziati. <laughs> Actually, the, 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 the pod, people like this podcast, I think, because of the giggling and the running around, you know. You, you should know oh, that. Really? Yes. Okay. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm sure. If not, I... Yeah, I, I didn't have any uh, any complaints about that. But more that um, it is spontaneous uh, and like your drawings, uh, the idea of the drawings of naturally free-flowing aspects of, of conversation here, I hope. Uh, and I learned a lot from you. And thank you so much, Anum, uh, for all that you've given this time that you have and all your thoughts. You're giving a peace sign to me? <laughs> No, it's Star Trek. That's right. Live, live long and prosper. You too. Yes. Live long and prosper. Nano, nano. That's another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Bye, Anong. Bye, Naziati. Thank you, listeners. Here we are. It's the end of the session.